This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Hallelujah. Celebrate God's goodness. Somebody celebrate the faithfulness of our God. Isn't our God good? Hallelujah. You may be seated. This evening, I believe that God is about to pour his fresh anointing upon somebody. You know, just the same way you drive your car, you pour in the oil, but if after driving off the car from where you bought it and you decide, uh, I already have oil full in the engine, so I'm just going to keep driving it and driving it and driving it just because it's still moving does not mean you don't need fresh oil. Because after some time, the oil will begin to grow thin. The time you drive off from that garage, the oil is thick. And it lubricates your engine and takes you from where you are to where you ought to be. It is also, in like manner, the anointing it's like oil. When it comes upon you, it quickens you, it energizes you, it refreshes you, and gives you the strength, the power to keep on keeping on. But if you choose to just get stuck with the oil you received previously, it will soon begin to grow thin. It's not like the Holy Spirit becomes thin, but it's working upon your life starts to fizzle out. And that's not the plan of God for us. In the book of Psalms 92 and verse number 10, the Bible speaks there. It says, but my horn you have exalted like a wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Somebody shout fresh oil. Shout fresh oil. In the book of Isaiah chapter number 10 verse 27 it speaks about the yoke being broken and taken off. It says it shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and the yoke broken from your neck. And that is only going to happen because of the anointing that breaks or destroys the yoke. So family, as we come to, we're approaching the end of the year, where, when, and during the time where a lot of people kind of feel exhausted. For those of you that were here uh, either yesterday or this morning, we spoke about overcoming weariness. You cannot overcome weariness without the anointing. You need the anointing if you are to overcome weariness. The when we say anoint, when the Bible speaks about anointing, or when the anointing comes, the word anointing comes from the word anoint. And to anoint means 
to rub on, to smear. It also means to beautify, to pour oil over or upon. And the anointing of God, when it comes upon you, it refreshes you, it lubricates. When you speak about, or we speak about the anointing, the significance of the anointing is important. It's important for you, you and I, to understand the significance of the anointing. The anointing signifies the grace of God when it's upon our lives. It also shows forth that God's approval upon us. For God to approve his son Jesus Christ after he was baptized, the Bible records that the Holy Spirit came upon him in form of a dove. And then God spoke out and said, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. And he, he now mandates him and calls upon the people to hear him. For people to hear you, for you to effectively represent God in this world that we're living in, this generation and this hour, time and season. We cannot fully or adequately represent him without the anointing. The anointing is important because when it comes upon us, God begins to back us. And whatever we do, it's no longer us that are in operation, but God working through us. When the anointing comes upon us, God's very ability is released upon us to operate and to work on his behalf. When the anointing comes upon us, it's like God giving to us tools to work for him. And whatever we do, it is through that anointing that comes upon us. The anointing shows God at work in our lives. It also signifies the power of God, the spirit of God, God's great calling upon our lives, and God's abiding presence. When the anointing comes, what was old becomes new. What was dying begins to live. What was stale begins to show forth a, a sign of uh, rising up. And, and so God wants you and I to receive fresh oil. In the book of Acts of the Apostles, when you read chapter number 4 and verse number 31, Actually, earlier verses speak about what happened with the church and when persecution came and the people rose up against them. But then in verse number 31, when they prayed together, the place was shaken and they were again filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, in Acts chapter number 1, from verse number 4 to about verse 5, when you read there, the Bible says, when they were assembled together, they now were asking Jesus, Lord, is this the time you're going to restore the kingdom to Israel? And he said, it's not for you to know the times or the seasons which are in God's hand. But there's something you need to know. That in verse, verse 8 says, you shall receive power after the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem, Je uh, 
Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost or to the ends of the world. So before anybody can be an effective witness, before we can be the transformational agent that God has brought us to be, before we can change the world around us, before we can influence people for Jesus, and then get them to get connected with Jesus, then connect with the church and find a home to belong to. That's not going to be possible because we live in a world that people have many other alternatives. People try different things, but then they get disappointed and wonder, is there another way? And to be able to change a world that feel like they don't need God, we cannot change the world without the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Even Jesus Christ was just a carpenter for 30 years. But then in three and a half years, he made history. And up to today, the world is experiencing the impact of three and a half years. How did that happen? It happened because of the anointing. When the anointing of God comes upon you, your human abilities give way for God's divine ability. When the anointing of God comes upon you, the divine hand of God comes upon you and you begin to do things that human beings will stand in awe and, and, and be surprised when they see you. Throughout the Bible, we see God causing his anointing to come upon people. Because not everything that God does, he does not work without people. But then, for the people to operate on his behalf, he, he will have to close them. He will have to endure them. He will have to come upon them. And he does that through the anointing of the Holy Spirit coming upon them. You need fresh oil. Can you touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, you need fresh oil. Operating with old oil or with old anointing, just like if you operate a car continuously with old oil, what you are setting yourself for if it's an engine knock. The engine will knock not because the manufacturers gave you a faulty engine, but because you are operating with an, an, the oil that is old. The same way in our lives. We start, things start to go down, and the enemy starts to win over us or attack us and get us so easy when there's no anointing or when the anointing is stale. You can't you know, walk in the anointing today and, and, and kind of feel like, well, this is going to uh, make up for the rest of the, uh, the year. You every day need fresh oil. The Bible says that our head must never lack oil. And so as a child of God, you must desire to operate in the anointing, and especially the fresh anointing. You can never excel in your spiritual life depending on your natural ability. When you read the book of Zechariah, chapter number 4, verse number 6 says, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is the agent that releases the anointing upon us. So in, in your dealings as a child of God, you need to always desire to flow in the fresh anointing. You need a re, the renewal of your fire. And that fire comes through the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit and the anointing that he carries comes upon you, fresh fire comes into you. And, and, and when that fire is at work in your life, it does not only change you, but it changes people around you. Can you say amen to that? For every new level, 
you need fresh anointing. As somebody said, every new devil and every new challenge that comes, you need a fresh release of God's power upon you. Every new appointment needs new ointment. When the new ointment comes upon you, every divine appointment that God gives to you, he also comes with the grace to carry it out. And I see God releasing his fresh ointment upon you afresh. So that when you stand, God is standing. When you speak, God speaks. When you move, God moves. Whatever you lay your hands upon has no no choice but to prosper. Why? Why must it prosper? Because God's grace through the anointing is upon you. Throughout the Bible, we see God anointing different people. And when that anointing came upon them, they operated on behalf of God. And I see God's grace through the anointing coming upon you to turn you to another man, to turn you to another woman. Can you look at your neighbor and say, God is anointing you afresh. Every new transition in our lives needs a new transmission of the anointing. As you want to transition from one level of glory to the other, from one realm to the other, from one place to the other, that transition is only made possible when you receive a new transmission of that anointing. The moment the anointing is transmitted into you, then you have the right to be transited to where God wants you to be. And as we Trust God for the fresh anointing to come upon us this day. As I've been saying since we started yesterday, for those of you that were here and those that were here in the morning, we've been talking about overcoming weariness. So to overcome that weariness and finish this year, 2018, strong and step into 2019, celebrating because you know that God has got great things in stock for you. It's going to take the anointing of God to start well, finish well. And whatever you are doing and the grace of God is upon you, you don't have to be afraid because it is certain that you will end well when the grace of God is at work upon you. Every challenge that we face in life, anything you face that appears to be a challenge, when the anointing comes upon you and the anointing of God comes from your head, drop down your face, that anointing gives you what you need to be able to face every challenge that comes your way. And when the fresh anointing comes upon you, just as the Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 5 and verse number 2, where it says uh, that, uh, talking about Aaron, it says nobody takes this honor into himself except he that be called of God as Aaron was. And then it talks about the anointing upon Aaron. And when you look at what the Bible says concerning the, the grace of God coming upon all his different servants in the Bible, the moment that grace came, people that were weak suddenly became strong. And that's what the anointing does when it comes upon us. You can never operate successfully, whatever be the thing you do, especially as a child of God, without the anointing. Well, uh, and, and in the, when you read the book of Luke chapter number 24, verse 49, Jesus was speaking to the people and, uh, of that time, and he told them, just when he was about to leave, he said, Behold, I sent the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. So even Jesus knew that it was not enough just to believe in him. 
but for them to work for him, for them to effectively represent him, he said, don't leave Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which, was, which, which had to do with the, coming, with the pouring of the whole, outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And people that, I mean, were so scared, even before little girls, people that could not face the, 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 the people that uh, crucified Jesus, could not face the other Jews that did not believe, because they didn't have that power, that unction upon them. The moment the power of the Holy Spirit came upon them, as we see in the book of Acts chapter number 2 from verse 1, when the power came upon them, boldness came upon them. The grace of God came and they were able to face all forms of obstacles. They were able to preach. They were able to bear witness of what Jesus Christ came to do. And that's what the anointing does when we allow it to operate upon our lives. Even when it comes to ministry, we cannot minister without the power of the Holy Spirit. In the book of Acts chapter number 10, verse number 38, speaking about Jesus, the word of God says there, Jesus whom God anointed with the Holy Spirit and with power, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Our Lord Jesus, nothing in creation according to John the book of John chapter 1 tells us that, that he is the one that brought about creation. Without him, nothing that is made would have been made. In Genesis chapter 1, you, we read when the Bible says uh, from verse 1, In the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Then the Spirit of God hovered or moved upon the face of the deep. So even creation was not going to be possible without the Holy Spirit coming and causing creation to happen. So in our lives, whatever appears dark, whatever appears bleak, whatever appears, you know, to be going nowhere, when the Holy Spirit breathes on it, when the Holy Spirit breathes on your life, that dead part of your life will come alive. That dead part of your relationship will come alive. But that only happens, family, when we allow the Holy Spirit to breathe upon us and his anointing to flow in our lives. And then we are turned to completely different people. Never you try to do anything without the anointing. Don't start a business without the anointing. You say, but I know people that are running successful businesses without the anointing. Yes, it may appear like they are succeeding. But when you read the book of uh, uh, Psalms 37, you will see where the Bible says, don't fret when you see evildoers seeming to flourish in their way because very soon you will consider their way and, and what they have been doing that appears to be success and it will be nowhere so that's why we are not just looking for blessings but we want blessings that can be sustained that can stand the test of time proverbs chapter 10 verse 22 says when god blesses the blessings of the lord maketh rich and add no sorrow that's what the anointing does it blesses you and protects whatever you have when the anointing gives to you anything from God, it preserves it. But the people of the world that seem to be making it without God, the same area of success turns, turns around and destroys them. And so that's why we need to trust God to flow in the anointing. The anointing is, uh, is capable of bringing healing, capable of giving us freedom over sin. It's capable of causing us to prosper. In every area, spirit, soul, and body. The anointing is able to preserve your marriage. The anointing is able to grow the church. It's able to bring favor. 
to make you succeed in whatever you do, in your academics, and in whatever you uh, find, find yourself doing in life. The anointing is very powerful. Somebody may ask me, Haruna, you, when you're saying it's powerful, what do you mean? I mean the anointing carries benefits. There are benefits. So that's why when we are anointed, it shows that the favor of God has come upon us. The hand of God has come upon us. And it's important that whatever you do, trust God that his anointing will flow in whatever you do. The anointing will empower. The anointing will set you apart. The anointing will teach you all things. The anointing makes you know all things. The anointing heals. The anointing brings the oil of joy when it comes upon you. The anointing breaks the yokes. Every yoke of the enemy because it's spirit versus spirit. And when you want to bring down evil spirit, you need the Holy Spirit. And that only happens through the Holy Spirit. The moment that anointing comes upon you, no power in heaven and on earth is able to withstand you. When the power of the Holy Spirit is at work in your life, I'm telling you, Satan can bring his best shot. You're going to get him down. I remember years ago, I was somewhere ministering, and suddenly, uh, in, in like something like a, a, a little crusade we were having, and a crowd were, were uh, sitting and listening to what I was saying. And suddenly, one, one lady fell off her chair, and the ushers help, rushed to help this lady, and, and she passed on. And so she was uh, taken uh, and rushed to the hospital, and she was couldn't breathe, and they were struggling to find the purse, and they said, so she went into coma, and that lasted for about two weeks. And I, I was just saying, Lord, please don't let people think I killed this woman because she was in my crusade. We are supposed to raise the dead. We are supposed to heal people. But why should this person die on me? And so I kept going to visit, and she had all these machines on her. Two weeks you know, down the road, I went to visit the hospital, you know, praying and praying. And then this particular day, I was standing with one of my pastors who went with me. And then suddenly, the, 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 I not, we noticed the woman you know, like the, the eyes open for the first time. And then she started to move. And the, then the pastor that went with me said to her, this is, uh, that time they, they, they referred to me as Haruna, this is Pastor Haruna. And the woman that was bedridden, that was like gone, suddenly jumped. And she said, no, Haruna cannot be here because the Haruna I know died two weeks ago. So we were all shocked and surprised. Which Haruna? It's only one Haruna in Vindu. So, and I'm alive. So how, how come I died two weeks ago? Then we found out that the lady was a witch and she was sent to kill me. And they told her when she was supposed to strike me and I would drop dead. And she threw the muti and the power of the, of the Holy Spirit you know, the, and the fire of God from instead of coming to me, it went back and, and everywhere was light and smashed her down. And that's how she, she, she passed out and had to be in coma. Guess what happened? Even though that, that I wasn't happy to hear that. She came out of the hospital. She got discharged. She got discharged and went back home, but never repented, even when we visited her. And she died two weeks after in her own home, and there was no court case against me. They never said I killed her. 
So it's very, you, you are an untouchable person because of the anointing upon you. And that's why you don't have to be afraid. Because God will not just let anybody mess with you because the anointing preserves you. The anointing protects you. So you must walk in that consciousness everywhere you are and know that the anointing of God is upon you. Can you say to your neighbor, don't be afraid. God's power is upon you. Throughout the Bible, we see different people. When the anointing of God came upon them, they were turned to different people. When the anointing of God came upon uh, Saul from looking for his father's donkeys, they, he met with the prophet, the same prophet that uh, anointed David. But that time before Saul became uh, king, and then later David became king, he had to be anointed. He met Samuel, and Samuel anointed him with oil to be king over Israel. When Israel wanted to be like other nations and desired a king, they could not have a king without the anointing or the oil coming upon the king. And so the moment the oil came and he left that place or that vicinity, he met a team of prophets, and guess what happened? An ordinary boy, errant boy, became like one of the prophets, and he started to prophesy. When the anointing comes upon you, God changes your language. God changes your position. You become another woman. You that used to be timid, shy, that couldn't look up. When you talk, you only just count you know, the, 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 the tiles on the floor. But when the anointing comes upon you, you are able to look up and even look at demons and cast them out. Because when the anointing of God comes upon you, you become irresistible. You become untouchable. Because as the Bible says, touch not my what? My who? Touch not who? So when the anointing comes upon you, even the tocolosis can't touch you. They can fly over your house and they, their wings will be cut off. Nobody is able to resist you. I had some time ago, the Satanists of Vinduk called my house. And, and my wife picked up the phone, but initially we didn't know they were the Satanists. And then she, she asked, who are, you, uh, who are you looking for? And they said, Pastor Haruna, God. Why are you looking for him? And the people said, because he's troubling us in this city. So my wife banged the phone. Then, after about five minutes, another call. Who are you looking for? Who is that? Oh, we are the Satanists of Vindu. They had the God to announce who they were. So then she said, why do you want him? Why are you looking for Pastor Goro? Do you need prayers? No, we don't need prayers. We want to warn him that he's troubling us. Our activities in this city are being disturbed because of this man. And we want to warn him, if he doesn't stop, we will kill him. My wife dropped the phone again. So I told my wife, don't drop that phone because she went to pull it off the hook so that no other call comes. And I said to my wife, you're not going to remove this uh, a phone off the hook. You need to plug it right back because I may have a call where somebody wants to bless me with money. I'm not going to lose that call just because of common Satanists. And she connected it right back. And then I waited for the call. I waited for the call. So now, when the call came, I picked up the phone and I asked, who is that? And then the voice said, the Satan is of Vinduk. Why? Who are you looking for? Pastor Haruna Goro. Why? The same words were repeated. So I then said to the person, well, since you want me dead because I'm disturbing your activities, now 
I want you to try one more call after I've dropped the phone. If you, the caller, and those voices are here behind you that are throwing curses and enchanting things, if you stay alive tonight and the people that are with you in that your place of meeting and you remain alive after tonight, then I will stop preaching. Then you will know that the anointing of God is not upon my life. Then I dropped the phone and waited for the call. It's now 15 years they haven't called. The devil you are afraid of is also afraid of you. The, one, the witches you are running away from is running away from you. Because the anointing of God is upon you. And wherever you go, you are supposed to make a difference. Family, we have fresh oil. As I, I want you to say, I've got fresh oil. I want you to stand up on your feet and let's just celebrate the goodness of the Lord that we are not, we were not just anointed, but we are anointed with fresh oil. I want you to lift up your, hand, your hands and your voices and just pray in the spirit. Just celebrate God in the spirit. You are untouchable. No one can mess with you because you carry the glory of God. The anointing of God is released upon you. It's upon this church. It's upon your family. It's upon your business. Go ahead and just lift up your voices. When the people pray, the place was shaking. Let the fire of God, let the release of the fresh anointing, let there be a fresh of the touch of God in the name of Jesus. Somebody shout to the Lord. Shout to the Lord. Let the devil know he is, can't mess with you. The fire of God is upon you. Can you say amen? amen. Can somebody say amen? amen? Hallelujah. Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Volmerantz. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerantz and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. 